back to Nat Chat, the Natalik podcast. After a short break, we're back with our second season, and to mark our return, we're going international. Natalik's international unit is the fastest growing part of our business and provides a vital role in helping our clients across the Americas and Asia Pacific. I sat down with three of our international team to discuss how we're helping clients with everything from procurement in some of the most tricky regions across the world to delivering projects and technical support in this episode of the Natalik Podcast. All right, good morning, evening or afternoon, wherever you are. We are back and we're going international for this episode of The Pod Listener. And what a lineup we've got to do so. So a hat trick of podcast debuts. So let's get to know our guests a little bit better before we dive into the topics today. Ladies first, starting off with international marketing manager, Claire Douglas. Hey, Claire, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you today, Rob? Wonderful. Yeah, my favorite time of the week, pod pod time. Um, Claire, since you are a podcast debutant, and as, as, as are all three of you, um, tell us a little bit about you and what you do on a day-to-day basis so we can get to know you a little. Yeah, so um, I'm part of the marketing team at Natilic, um, but I am solely focused on looking after our international business. So I support the teams out in the US and in Australia. Um, so they cover the, um, the regions. So we've got Asia Pac and also the Americas. So supporting them with anything um, from supporting um, clients with any marketing specific pieces and arranging kind of like bigger events. Um, so yeah, kind of quite far reaching really, a bit of a bit of everything to to help out whatever they need to support our clients as best as we can. Love it. Part of my team. So always happy to bring more marketing into the pod. Um, good, 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 good. And we're also joined by Natilic International Managing Director, Brad Hale. How are you, Brad? Hi, guys. I'm good, thank you. Uh, evening here over in Sydney, I should say. Um, but yeah, glad to be part of this. Thank you for uh, involving us. Pleasure is all ours. Pleasure is all ours. Now, Brad... I'm going to introduce Rob in a sec, but I know you and Mr. Akister are both double figures in terms of your time at Natilic, and you've both got very strong backgrounds. So tell us a little bit about about you and uh, your role at Natilic and uh, how you got there. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, I've certainly been with the company, I think, uh, 18 years, coming up 18 years. Actually, it's just gone over 18 years. Um, so originally a Kiwi decided to jump to the other side of the world and do the overseas experience, which I think is a bit of a Kiwi Australian thing. And um, uh, I hadn't been in the country for too long before I found the company um, and have been with them ever since. Uh, started as a support engineer, moved to become a Cisco networking engineer, uh, moved into leadership of our, our Cisco practice at that point of time. And, and uh, things have just as the business has grown, uh, opportunities are abound and um, ended up taking the opportunity to uh, move over here, which we'll talk about in a second, here being Australia, to, to set up the, the APAC business. Um, and more recently um, have taken on the responsibility of supporting not just the APAC business, but also the America's business as well in uh, the role of International Managing Director. Wow, that's a strong, strong, strong origin story. I like it a lot. 
and he's been patiently waiting. So rounding off our international trio, Asia Pacific sales director, Rob Ackister. Welcome, Rob. You've got a pretty tall order to follow there. So um, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, give us a little bit of background on you? Thank you, Rob. No, I do indeed. That's a, that's a pretty substantial uh, pedigree back there. But like Brad, I joined Natilic, I think about six to eight months after Brad, actually. Uh, so I'm coming up 18 years in Natilic in August. So um, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know been a long journey. Obviously, started in London. I was actually doing my master's degree got, uh, while working in uh, Natilic back in the day, offered the role to stay, and um, I, here I am still here so you know variety of roles so my background is actually more on customer service so i started off in our logistics function within uh Natilic back in the day um and then moved up to the service delivery side of the business ended up running that team um and then moved to sales uh, after about 12 years of doing that um and um you know same as brad opportunity came to um you know, relocate to Sydney. And I said, you know, why not? Life is short. And plus my background is, you know, I, I grew up in Asia Pacific, um, you know, prior to moving to Europe. So I thought uh, it's, it's a good opportunity to come back and, you know, reestablish roots here in the region. So, um, you know, come three years ago, myself and the whole family relocated to uh, to Sydney to um, you know, run the Asia Pacific commercial side of Natalik. Nice. And we all lived happily ever after, basically, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, so far so good. Can't complain, fella. Yeah. It's uh, 21 degrees in autumn, blue sky. Don't so, you know, don't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Compared to London, yeah. Well, yeah, the way things are at the moment, definitely it's uh, pre-apocalyptic. But I'm hearing it's going to get a little better. So, um, so yeah, suffice to say, so we've got the right people, right people here to talk about the topic today, which is our international business. So. Natilic obviously has a big footprint in the UK and Europe, but as you've mentioned already, our international business has been huge for us and it's been there for our clients from the start. So um, it's not something that every partner in the channel has, which is why I wanted to spend some time mm. talking about it today. So I'm going to come to you first, Brad. Can you talk to us a little bit about why it's so important and maybe a little bit about the the origins and just in general what we do for our clients internationally? Yeah, sure. So I think the, the international business within Natilic um, started in September 2015 when Natilic came into being and the brand came into being, I should say. And we started in 2015 in both um, the Americas and APAC uh, with two primary tasks. And those are best represented uh, about uh, completing the Follow the Sun tech support um, uh, global roster or rotor that, that we needed to, to put into place to to uh, support our global clients uh, that that, um, that we were delivering a managed service to. And secondarily, we were also um, wanting to set up a fulfillment business uh, for our UK headquartered clients who might have um, uh, requirements of, of what we call transition services, PM and engineering in region, or even uh, the slightly more challenging procurement of um, hardware, software, licensing, into the various countries in those regions and to be completely frank there are some pretty challenging countries in, in our regions and um, I'm proud to say that you know in in the six years that we've been doing this since 2015 we've managed to to uh, grab a heritage across the challenging countries and I'd call those out as being um, China, Brazil, India and Japan the, the, the four off the top of my head that um, that you know um, are, are quite quite challenging unless you've got the right routes to market and Natilix is certainly 
certainly cut, cut its teeth in proving that we can um, deliver to our clients. And then in, um, in April 2018, we evolved the business um, into, into be a sales business. And uh, that coincided with Rob's message there, him relocating from the UK, uh, Rob and his family. And we, uh, we evolved the Americas business at the same time as well. So effectively have been a sales led business in, in both regions uh, for just over three years. Um, and in that time, we've been uh, focusing on winning Sydney and, and New York headquartered multinational clients, um, specialising in networking and collaboration specifically. Um, but, but over the, the past few years, have certainly developed our portfolio to, to cover the, the uh, four architectures that, um, that Cisco would call out, um, that, that includes data centre and security as well. And I should finally mention, um, clearly, we, we've spoken about, you know, the, the country, the challenging countries that we've worked in within APAC and Americas. But Natilic has uh, delivered globally in over 60 countries. Um, APAC, for example, is actually made up of 33 countries. We've worked in the 14, uh, what I would call the major economies of the world. Uh, we're yet to win a deal in, in Fiji, and I'm, I'm pretty sure... Rob will be pretty quick to put up his hand to go over there and, and get the, the signature on the dotted line. Uh, but but um, not a country where, yeah. where we would call a major economy in, a, in APEC. No, that's great. That's great. And I think, again, just to attest to that, I think more than anything, any any clients that have worked in those regions will know how how painful it is. I mean, it's typically, you know, when we have conversations with clients, they, they already know and usually you know they'll kind of side eye us and and you know are you sure you can get into there and you know it kind of is just that experience that that makes it so um so so invaluable to our clients so um yeah that's really 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 powerful um coming over to you claire um another big element of our presence comes from our international partnerships and some of the subtle differences in our proposition so bringing you back into the conversation how how are we finding that especially for instance in a year that's seen the various powers that be in the different countries that we operate in taking very different stances to react into the pandemic and things like that it must be interesting in terms of how we cater our messaging to our clients certainly yeah so um that kind of understanding um is really a, a big part of my role and building relationships with partners in region and in country is really important so whether that's directly with the likes of cisco pure storage Palo Alto or with distributors like Westcon, TechData and Synex. So um, the reasons why these relationships are so important is that it really takes our global coverage to the next level. So by this, I mean, not only would you have, do we have the global coverage and the capabilities to work with clients wherever their office might be, we also have the understanding of the challenges that they face in those locations. So working closely with partners locally means we can tailor what we offer to address clients' needs in that particular country or region. So we can really provide them with what they need to succeed. And a great example of this has been the COVID pandemic. So currently in the UK and the US, we're very focused on return to work. We're supporting clients where possible to ensure a safe return to the office over the coming weeks and months. Whereas in Australia, the situation is very, very different with life pretty much being back to normal. And I can definitely vouch for that. Um, 
been a bit jealous of recent having calls with the guys in Sydney who were in the office or having socials. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to us getting a little bit back to normal over here as well. Um, but yeah, so the COVID example is a very clear cut kind of example, but it shows the importance of having the local awareness and the insight, which is supported by our in-partner relationships. So um, that's just really good for us. Working with the partners in country helps us understand what it is the clients are seeking and how we're able to support them on whichever part of their digital transformation journey they're on. So it can be at the start, they could be at the, you know, they can kind of have everything established and they just need a bit of maybe managed support. You know, whatever it is, we can really support them wherever they are in the globe. So that's great. And for me, that's what's really exciting being in my role as an international marketing manager. And I think it's the real differentiator for us compared to other countries that offer global support. Yeah, it is 100%. Yeah, about just a shame that you're not actually able to get out into some of those countries at the moment, right? I mean, I'm sure you'd... We're working on it, working on it, Rob. Yeah. So I'm sure Claire will, will be visiting here very soon. We need her here. And maybe keep her here. Come on, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I, think, I don't think she'd be complaining compared to, you know, we're, we're having our virtual drinks and you're, you guys are there on whatever it is, you know, like a, a speedboat having your like team meetings and team, team socials and things. It's been very, very different. It's been painful. Yeah. Got it. And our weather has been atrocious. Well, yeah, I mean, so, um, our dark, yeah. dark winter. Get me over winter. to Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. Very good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so separate to getting jealous of watching you guys and your socials on your speedboats, et cetera, from bars and things that we've only just got back here. Rob, I've enjoyed, I've actually enjoyed working closer with you over the last year or so and especially hearing some of the stories from across the pond so would you be able to share some examples of the good stuff that brad and claire have spoken about at work just to help our clients kind of contextualize some of it yeah yeah certainly rob it's been a pleasure on my side as well and i think one of the key things we we uh, i guess uh, be very aware of or our clients should be very aware of is our you know, we are one of very few uh, partners globally that are able to transact centrally but procure the equipment locally um, in any countries that they need to deploy it so what does that mean so a good a really good example is one of our first wins when we arrived here is Surfcorp. so they are australian headquartered multinational with about 150 odd offices globally across 22 countries so prior to us being engaged with them they would find you know different partners in different countries where they need to deploy equipment like you know turkey saudi arabia japan <laughs> You know, Philippines is another example. Um, but when, you know, as soon as we okay, come across to them, uh, we made procurement of equipment for these regions really, really simple for them. So we, we design and transact everything in Sydney. Uh, I do, you know, procure everything from us here, but we actually buy the kit ourselves in Manila, you know, in Riyadh, in Dubai, in Turkey. So what does that mean? So that means well, a few things, really. One, uh, we can centralize or expand on their discounts that they get from Cisco into those regions where they weren't able to do before. So the discounts they are getting here, which is substantial, we can then suddenly push that across to the different countries. So procurement's happy, they can budget really easily. Uh, the two really important ones are project timelines are a lot more easier to manage. So their PMs actually love working with us because they, they know that once it's procured, they don't need to worry about customs import duties, which comes onto my 
third risk, which is customs and being stuck with, you know, uh, spanked really with uh, with hidden taxes as soon as you try to get it out of customs. So those three are really quite unique to Natilic globally. And we can't, you know, we don't do the, not just in Asia Pacific, we do it across the Americas as well. Uh, although I try to avoid Brazil with, with a passion, as, as we, you know, Brad alluded to earlier, it's pretty challenging to get equipment there. However, for the rest of the world, that's, um, yeah, it's, it's 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 really 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 useful. So um, and and I guess in that you know that that example alone is replicated across you know four or five of our major kind of clients that we work with today, here uh, in in Asia Pacific. Um, so that that program is pretty key for us. Uh, the value it delivers to clients, and to our partner Cisco. So you know previously, to Cisco AMs listening here that have international accounts. If you kind of work with us and your international clients, then suddenly you'll have access to, I guess, discounts or revenue for other regions that before you had no, you had no reach for. With with the program that we're on, we, that's definitely something that um, you know they can leverage uh, on our side. Uh, absolutely. Um, and to add to that, we're also, you know, being Cisco um, only partner or predominantly Cisco, we, we know the environment really well. We, we build our own designs. You know, we, we, we're we pretty um, self-sufficient partner here in region. So what does that mean? We, we're very nimble and we can turn around quotes rapidly, uh, you know, in any part of the, uh, uh, in the region, obviously, from my perspective here in Asia Pacific, but globally as well. So, um, so that, yeah, that's one just you know, key example, I think that I, we always lean to and, and lead with uh, when we try to do, um, you know, work with clients here in Asia Pacific. Yeah, and it sounds really simple, but I think just the level of pain just from any one of those particular things going wrong can just, like you said, push a timeline out. It can basically mean the difference between, you know, getting an off, a new office standard stood up or, or not, right? So the, the level of pain. At the right cost um, as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and not only that, there's obviously like a knock-on effect usually to all those things as well that usually come around um you know whether it is whether it is timelines or cost related or you know outcome based so um yeah i think that's really important um what about, i know i know again you've talked about a couple of other examples that we've got um sort of internationally as well of clients like that so um obviously kit's a big one as well what else what else would you say sort of calling out in terms of the the big wins that you guys have had over the last sort of 3 or 4 years yeah well there's a couple of um uh, really key ones that kind of you know was a good baseline for us here uh you know uh in in asia pacific and before i jump into them it's another thing to take into account is we're also to you know able to deploy across these countries so you know, if a, if, a, if, a, if, if a client requires, you know, um, someone to install equipment in the Philippines, we've done that, uh, you know, Taiwan, pick, uh, you know, Vietnam, interesting. So an, another country that's just, just up and coming. So we, we've done uh, there as well. So, and you know, maybe it's not for this podcast, but there's definitely, you know, discussion to be had in how we sort of do that, um, you know, that service for our clients. Um, Globally, but the, the other key examples that we want is you know, um, you know one U.S. headquartered management consulting firm, one of the biggest. I think they're in the big five in the world. Same scenario, but in reverse. So they they came to us here more around how do we simplify you know our our, our global purchases, global licensing. I started off with a small location in Sydney, um, and I sim same with the same program. We um we in essence managed to simplify how to, you know to refresh 88 firewalls across pretty much all regions, all theaters for Cisco and all continents. Um, and that wasn't, wasn't an easy task. And um, again, we achieved that through the same program, but also we achieved that by simplifying the design, the consultancy side of it. So I know we can provide hardware, but we also have the skill sets within the region to actually 
you know, look at what the client requirements are and, you know, if they're looking to refresh, in this case, their security environment from a firewall side of things, you know, move them to next generation firewall rather than a like for like and really understand, you know, what are they tr trying to achieve? And then we kind of map out the, the requirements and the solutions at the back of that. Yeah hugely powerful as well and i think we'll be touching on that with uh, bringing in bringing in lucy to talk about some of our other capabilities from a project and managed service perspective as well but um that's absolutely huge i know yeah. i can again having worked with clients myself um back in my sales days as well i know how important that is so um it's really really cool yeah, and I, and I guess the from a I guess final example from my perspective kind of brings all of those examples together. So you know we we've worked and won and we've been working with uh, for several years now a, a really big software provider for the logistics industry. Again, HQ out in Sydney, with about 150 locations um, globally, and and their challenge is slightly different. So they were looking at onboarding 30 odd acquisitions that they've done for the last two years. So how do we, you know, incorporate these sort of different businesses into our environment seamlessly? And the, the answer to that is a combination of the program I discussed earlier, this, you know, Cisco GPN program. Um, we also introduced them to Meraki, uh, which is, you know, a great solution from Cisco to simplify, you know, multiple locations because they have a very light team. And also uh, the biggest one is consolidating 40 data centers into three. So, and that's where our engagement with pure storage came into play. So, um, you know, throughout the last two to three years, um, and that's, you know, what we've been working with this client with is centralizing their DCs into Sydney, uh, Hamburg, and also Chicago, um, and then onboarding all of these acquisitions across those different um, different regions. At the same time, onboarding them from a network perspective, both wired and wireless using Meraki. So, so that's a combination of the design side of things from us, you know, our partnerships with the likes of Pure Storage and, and Cisco on the on the program that allows allowed us to procure, you know, transact centrally but procure locally, and then combine that with you know the way we can deliver across those regions was pretty pretty powerful. And you know, we're still rolling that out as we speak. That is, yeah, and it's a really powerful story. But also, again, I think. The simplicity, it might sound like, again, there's a lot of moving parts there, but I think that the, the key thing to take away as well is that the simplicity that that brings to our clients in terms of still just having the same company to speak to, knowing that it's going to be the same experience around the globe, um, you know, regardless of working exactly, with different people, yeah. you know, you're not going to pick up the phone to someone, have to explain what you're doing again, what you want to do again, regardless of wherever you're speaking to them. Um, again, just really removes a load of those headaches as well. Doesn't it? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a major thing because, uh, for example, you know, the experience that they, they get working with us here in Sydney or in Singapore is identical when they engage us in Europe, um, for example. So there is, you know, same language, same documentation, same processes. And and, and, that, and that's great. And as you said in the very beginning, that's actually very unique to Natilic. There's not a lot of... Um, of partners that can say that uh, a truly global. I mean, we're, we're 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 quite small, but we do punch way above our weight. I think uh, with the clients that we work with, uh, and purely because of our focus on on you know and the passion for what we do. Uh, for me, I, I genu genuinely enjoy working with clients and you know trying to make their lives easy and understand you know how we can help them grow their businesses. And uh, for me, that's a, a something I, I love doing and I want to continue yeah. to do. Yeah, we're a close bunch. I think that's, um, again, usually when you're working with companies that kind of handle projects as big as the ones that we handle, you find that, again, the people that are on the project, you might have, you know, 20, 30 people, but they don't, you know, they've not really worked together. They don't know each other. Whereas, again, wasn't that long ago that mm. I was sat in an office with you, you know, learning from your um, wise words and experience and things like that back in your UK sales days, right? So, <laughs> yes. 
and uh, I guess for, for us here at the back of that, we are growing. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, correct me, keep me real here, Brad. We are one of the fastest growing regions or be used within Natilic um, just because of the nature of the, uh, the, the region that we're in. It's very complex, but we can simplify it for clients. And that's a huge, huge stick in the box. And uh, I guess la- last piece for me is, uh, you know, that, you know, Brad alluded to is assisting our clients inbound from the UK for their projects in region. It's the same in, in reverse, right? So you know, they work with the UK team and when they come to us here to, I guess, for us to facilitate, you know, their needs for the region, the, the experience is the same, you know, the response time, the way, you know, well, to be frank, the attitude is the same in terms of, you know, can do, let's get it done, respond quickly on time, get the equipment on there when you say you're going to get it there, it's, you know, the basics. But we, we cover that really, really well. I think. Clearly, it doesn't matter which Natilic entity you work with, be it Australia, be it with Singapore, be it with America or the UK, we ensure that we, we provide the same consistent approach. Um, doing business internationally is not easy. What Natilic strives to do is to make it as simple as possible for our global clients all day, every day, all day, every day. Mm. Just one other thing to add to that. I'd probably call out that, um, you know, the Australian economy wasn't nearly as impacted uh, through COVID uh, as as many of the Mm. other global economies. And therefore, the bounce back has been uh, from a strong, a considerably stronger position as a result. So. Uh, what what uh, globally I think saw uh, a, a considerable dip. Australia never really saw that, and actually, with the the Australia economy and and Natilic saw our clients actually come out of COVID stronger than ever. Yeah, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll second that actually because uh, maybe I was a little bit too international biased because you're, you're quite right, Brad. At the uh, you know during the COVID period. We have been extremely busy, but with local companies. So we've won a lot of, of firms, uh, projects with, uh, you know, construction companies, for example, that we've been working here. Um, you know, a couple of what software development companies, uh, you know, consultancy firms, and, and they're all, you know, sizable in their own, uh, you know, in their own account. But they're all Australia only, um, New South Wales only. We've won, for example, you know, a, a client in WA in Perth who have, you know. 10 shopping centers in a couple of, you know, uh, big, really high-end sort of resorts up in, uh, in Broome in, um, in Western Australia. And again, this is during COVID. And from their point of view, they were, you know, really, really busy. Same pain points, but just localized. So again, our expertise were applied to those clients. Same thing, like team, you know, we need something quick. We need to understand what our customers are doing in the malls. And the solution for that, obviously, is again, and my favorite Meraki, and then overlay that with, you know, uh, Wi-Fi analytics using, in this case, you know, local measure. And then, you know, lo and behold, you know, we were we suddenly talking outside IT into marketing, uh, you know, how to add further value to the business. But I guess, yeah, to, to I guess just to mirror Brad saying there, definitely from Australia standpoint, it, it helped us a lot in the last 12 months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do kind of feel like you're rubbing it in a little bit here with the, you know, growth, better weather better you know social conditions a rock solid team like i might i might be like pushing did, for I, the back of this. did i mention the beach there's a lot of beaches here it's crazy we don't have those in london or well, the things that we would call the beach i mean I, I don't know that they're quite healthy spending much time around there so um yeah no you really paint a, <laughs> a solid picture yeah and um 
All right. And one last thing I think is probably worth mentioning because you two are obviously based in Australia and I know everything, even even regardless of that, I think everything that you've just talked about is relevant in the US as well. But there's been one rather big development in that part of the world recently, Brad, I think in the um, stand-up of our, our new data centers out there as well, um, where we've been offering some pretty interesting sort of cloud and hybrid cloud services to our clients. So I think it's probably worth talking about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the prompt, Rob. Um We've we as as yeah as you've just said we've uh, made the investment and stood up the what we call the Natilic platform or um, which enables us to take take to market to our clients a a, a cloud or hybrid cloud offering uh, to our clients and we've actually um, we're actually working with not just U.S. opportunities or U.S. clients uh, in that data center space we're actually working with clients that are globally. Um, who have presence uh, with users in the US who are interested in taking us up on that as well. And um, we, we've, we've got a couple of um, clients that are, are using a, using that data center space uh, to enable us to provide a hosted voice and hosted contact center offering. So uh, again, providing that, that cloud offering to them, uh, a per, per user per month subscription, which is uh, clearly the, the world of cloud that we're all used to um, not just as consumers, the old Netflix model, but certainly in the business uh, world now as well, where uh, our clients can consume at, on the same easy principle. And uh, that uh, that data center is up and running, uh, dual location, fully redundant, allowing Natilic to provide fantastic SLA wraps um, for our clients that, that clearly um, will put their, their business critical services in, into Natilic's safe pair of pants. Yeah, and that's been a really interesting development i was talking to adam bonnie our cto about that the other day and, and we had we did have an internal session about it it's um it's taken us into a really 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 exciting world of, of being able to host services for our clients and that's definitely something that we're going to be talking more and more about but the fact that we can offer that internationally now is great you know we've got that data center we've got those data centers even um to offer those services today um the plan is to continue to expand that into into apac as well so it's, it's exciting times and it really is sort of broadening our our international portfolio and, and our technology portfolio as well so um yeah i think that's a great note to great note in which to leave it on so i think more than anything i think hopefully listener you've learned a little bit there about what our capabilities are internationally if you didn't know already um you do have an atelic team in region wherever you are so be that our new york office in americas or our sydney office in in apac as well um so please do reach out to whoever it is again out there and um, the details will be included in the show notes as well so that you can you know whether it's looking at consultations whether you want assistance with projects or procurement or any of the things that we've discussed today um, i just encourage you to reach out there um all that leaves me to do is just thank our fine guests for joining me on this episode of the metallic podcast so thank you very much mr akister pleasure thank you likewise cheers brad the pleasure's all mine thank you i'll let you guys go to enjoy your evening and claire lovely to speak to you um thank you very much for joining us thanks for listening to natchat the natalic podcast please subscribe to the natalic podcast on spotify apple music or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review while you're there it really helps us improve and grow the show please note that opinions expressed on the natalic podcast are those of the hosts or our guests not the organizations that they represent you can find more information on Natilic on our website, that's natilic.com. 
You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Nettilit Group, as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. Our theme music was provided by Dan Short, who you can find at Danza, that's D-A-N-Z-R, on music streaming services. This is Rob Thor, and thanks again for listening.